Hi friends, and welcome to another episode of the Oakham Church Podcast. We're in this series uh, where we're looking at this word, this one Hebrew word. And whenever the authors of the Bible were trying to sum up the character of God, that is, who God is and, and what God does and what God is even like... They kept on coming back to these key themes that we find first in Exodus 34, but then repeated as this kind of motto or this group of phrases over and over again throughout the Hebrew Bible. And it's this. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abounding or overflowing with loyal love and faithfulness. And throughout this series, we've been focusing on that one abounding, overflowing, loyal love. And the loyal love here is this Hebrew word that we've been looking at throughout this series. This one word that is way more than just one word. The Hebrew word chesed. And chesed combines the ideas we see through the Bible project, guys. That it combines these three ideas of love generosity and an enduring commitment love generosity and commitment a commitment that endures chesed encapsulates the theme of this unending promise-keeping loyalty through deep personal care As we've already looked at in this series already, 75% of the time this word is used in the Hebrew Bible, it's about the character of God. And then the other 25% of the time it's used to describe relationships between people. Now the examples of chesed that we've looked at during this series between people are inspiring. It's wonderful to be able to look back at these fantastic stories and these wonderful, rich, diverse characters and these these inspiring storylines where we see example after example of this chesed, loyal love. They are inspiring. But there is one who keeps this chesed commitment and loyal love greatest, greater than anyone else in the Bible. And that is, of course, God, God's self. Just look at the storyline of Jacob. Jacob over and over again is is lying and cheating and stealing and tricking his way into, as well as out of, all sorts of things all throughout his life. But despite that, God makes the same promise that was made to his grandfather Abraham and then the same promise that was made to his father Isaac. And the promise is this, that he would have this massive family through which God would restore God's blessing, not just to that family, but to the nations, to the world. Now, if we fast forward 20 years in Jacob's story, and he's just now realising just how undeserving he is of God's promise, he says this in Genesis 32 verse 10. He says this, I'm not worthy of all the chesed you have shown me. Looking back over the scandalous life of Jacob, it's not hard to see that actually Jacob's right there. When he says that, I'm not worthy of all the chesed you have shown me. He's right. He's not worthy. 
And in fact, the same can be true about us, can't it? The same can be true about our lives. When we look back over the things that we've done, the things that we've thought, the things that we've said, or all the things that we haven't done, haven't thought, and haven't said that we should have done, we could echo those exact same words as Jacob. God, I am not worthy of all the chesed that you have shown me. What's true for Jacob is true for us. You see, God's chesed was never about Jacob in the first place, was it? And it's not about us here and now. It's about God's generous loyalty to the promise. We fast forward through the story again. We see that God's chesed loyalty extends further out to Jacob's descendants into the people of Israel. And in the Exodus story, when these people find themselves as slaves in Egypt, God reassures them that God remembers that original promise made way, way back to Abraham and to Isaac and to Jacob. And it's still made to them on that day. So God defeats Egypt and raises up Moses to both liberate the people and lead them to the promised land. And in this story, this Liberation and this leading is referred to as an act of chesed. Why? Because it's about God, not the people. Because it was about God keeping God's promises. If we go further along in the story, we see that the, the people, once they're out of slavery in Egypt and, and on their way into the promised land, the people are scared of the people that are already in that land. They're scared of the unknown. They're scared of what's to come. They're scared of tomorrow. And in fact, they doubt that that God can actually protect them, that God can make good on these promises that were made. And so they threaten to kill Moses and appoint a new leader who will take them back to Egypt, back to slavery. They're in today, they're scared of tomorrow and they want to force their way back into yesterday, back into the known back into the comfortable or the uncomfortableness of being comfortable. They whinge and they complain and they say, you brought us all the way out here into the desert to starve to death. We wish we could go back to Egypt. At least there we we had meals. At least there we had a, a set of things that we knew every day. We do this, we go there, we do this, we go there. It's it's known, it's comfortable, it's it's secure. And so they want to, they want to, they want to, they're so scared of, of tomorrow that they want to use their today to force themselves back to yesterday. Back into Egypt and slavery. Now, because of this, God is understandably so. God is hurt. God is annoyed. God is angry. We get these. Old Testament kind of wrathful vengeance kind of language that shows up in this Exodus story here. God is, God is angry by these people and by, by their actions, by their intentions, by their words. But Moses steps in and Moses speaks to God on behalf of those people who have just whinged at him constantly and even wanted him dead. Moses speaks to God on their behalf and in Numbers fourteen nineteen he says this, Forgive the sin of these people because of your great chesed. Did you catch that? Moses is asking God to forgive 
Not because of anything the people can do to deserve that forgiveness, but because that patience and that forgiveness and that loyal love is consistent with the character of God. So God, of course, agrees and God recommits to the people that don't want to commit to him. And you could argue that God has been doing the same ever since. Throughout the Bible, we see a God who's loyal and loving for no other reason than that's just who God is. Of course, God wants people to respond to that hesed with hesed of their own, back towards him in worship and out to other people in service. But even when people don't respond with chesed, God's chesed remains. Later on, the prophet Hosea refers to the people's chesed like a morning mist. That it's here one minute and then gone the next. But over and over again, we see that God's chesed endures. Within the mixtape of the Psalms, we're even reminded of this. I'm going to finish now by reading Psalm 136. And we're told that whenever something's repeated in the Bible, uh, we're to pay attention to it. Whenever something's repeated in scriptures, it's not that that the authors have, have run out of words or that they're lazy or that they've forgotten that they've already said those things. No, this repetition is to keep bringing us back. It's to remind us. It's to re-emphasise it. Today, in, in today's technology, it would be like the these words were in bold, these words were underlined, these words were standing out in a different colour or a different font to really make it pop. So whenever we hear something repeated, a phrase or a word repeated, it means pay attention. It means this is important. It means this is a word, but it is way more than just a word. Psalm 136. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His chesed endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods. His chesed endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of Lords, his chesed endures forever. To him who alone does great wonders, his chesed endures forever. Who by his understanding made the heavens, his chesed endures forever. Who spread out the earth upon the waters, his chesed endures forever. Who made the great lights, his chesed endures forever. The sun to govern the day, his chesed endures forever. The moon and stars to govern the night, his chesed endures forever. To him who struck down the firstborn of Egypt, his chesed endures forever. And brought Israel out from among them, his chesed endures forever. With a mighty hand and outstretched arm, his chesed endures forever. To him who divided the Red Sea asunder, his chesed endures forever. And brought Israel through the midst of it, his chesed endures forever. But swept Pharaoh and his army into the Red Sea, his chesed endures forever. To him who led his people through the wilderness, his chesed endures forever. To him who struck down great kings, his chesed endures forever and killed mighty kings. His chesed endures forever. Sihon, king of the Amorites, his chesed endures forever. 
and Og king of Bashan, his chesed endures forever, and gave their land as an inheritance, his chesed endures forever, an inheritance to his servant Israel, his chesed endures forever. He remembered us in our low estate, his chesed endures forever, and freed us from our enemies, his chesed endures forever. He gives food to every creature. His chesed endures forever. Give thanks to the God of heaven. His chesed endures forever. Grace and peace.